Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. With me today is Specs Thompson. Specs has an awesome comic that's right now live on Kickstarter called The Legacy of the View. So once you're done listening to this podcast, go on over to Kickstarter and type in Legacy of the View to get yourself a copy. Enjoy the podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And with me today uh, is a, a very special guest, someone I've wanted to talk to uh, for a little bit since he uh, since he hit me up in, to, to say hi, uh, Specs uh, Thompson and uh, his comic, The Legacy of the View. So, Specs, thank you for joining me today, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, I know we uh, there was like some scheduling stuff, so I'm glad we were able to finally uh, get this uh, going because your your project, the legacy of the view, is really cool, man. It reminds me of um, kind of a little bit like a really dark Saturday morning cartoon, like the thing that <laughs> I would have I would have loved to have like uh, seen when I was like 15 or like <laughs> like a young kid, but like definitely has a, a uh, adult material and stuff. So can you talk us just a little bit about what the legacy of the view is and kind of like, it's a really unique kind of take on some things. So how did you kind of come up with this, uh, uh, come up with this idea? Um, it basically started in high school, uh, in the view and along with his friend, uh, with a, like a, uh, original character that I created, uh, on they was both X-Men characters. Uh, the view, he was based off of, uh, Gambit and Forge. So uh, that's what he was. He was a trench coat, uh, pole wearing dude with long dreads. I believe I had at the time. Uh, but um, that was then. You know, uh, I did some research and found out. You know, the best route was not to ship my story off to Marvel or DC. You know, because they might take it and run with it and never give me credit. So I started going the independent route. And uh, with that, um, I came with the idea, the legacy, the view, just. Uh, just taking elements of the world I I know. Uh, I come from the music industry, um, so I wanted to incorporate that because you know I don't really know didn't know the comic book world like that. So I I took an element that I do know and wanted to add in my comic book as well. I wanted him to be as real as I can make him. I didn't want him to be so uh, what's the word supernatural or heroic like a Superman or a Captain America. I wanted him to be like. Uh, down home that somebody could like you know he could be somebody in my neighborhood you know so uh so that's what what i did came from 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 how he acts from his costume from all that uh his powers his power is probably the only thing that is uh out of out of this world i guess but at the same time you can see how practical it is you know because uh, even though he has the power of curation and he can create any item at will, <clears throat> excuse me, he has to know about the item, so he can't just make a a, a Millennium Falcon, you know, out of nowhere because he don't know anything about spacecraft or hyperspeed, anything like that. So he can make one appear, you know, it'll be there, but it won't fly, it won't work, it's probably missing these knobs, missing a chair, you know, because he don't know anything about it. But like an item he would know, like a a, a sword. Or bad, he know the ins and outs of so with the volume, density, all that stuff. So he can make that; it can be real. So uh, this is that element. I just want to make it as real as possible. Uh, his attitude, you know, he's a, a reluctant hero, uh, just because like uh, a regular teenager, you know, fifteen year old, they're not trying to risk it all, you know, every day, every life. They're trying to hang out with their friends and family and, and go to college and stuff. So just like, just want to make it real. So like, you like. 
I believe my house Morales was like that. He was like, oh, I don't want to be Spider-Man. So, like, that same idea, like, I don't want to do this stuff. And like, I don't want to, like, kill myself. I'm, I'm young. So, the same mind frame, you know, is that. So, like I said, making it as real as possible, you know. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was really refreshing because it was a really cool, unique take, like, right from issue one where uh, he's a music engineer and in the studio. And, like, I don't think, like, I can't recall any comic that like has taken that type of angle and made the characters relatable and it makes you want to cheer for them. So like really kudos to you. Like it was really like a unique thing uh, that worked really well for your comic and it felt organic. And like you said, it felt like um, it, it felt real, right? Like it didn't feel like you were talking about something that you didn't know. Like how, how important was that to just make this, this character in this world feel real, even though there's like demons and, and like uh, superpowers and all that stuff, but it feels real. Like how important was that for you? Um, It was really important um, just because of the you know, relatability. You know, a lot of people like myself, I'm not a Superman fan. Uh, I feel like uh, Superman has a, I don't know if they use the term in the comic world, but in anime and manga, they call it plot armor. It's just like anything he, he does, any power he needs at the time he can do like, I, like one one power that uh just threw me out to being any kind of fan of superman was when lois died he was so upset he just went around the earth the opposite direction and reversed time so she's alive again and I, that just took me out i didn't i didn't like i didn't want to care for superman anymore after that but uh i guess i, I like from there you know I, you know i like like the batman type characters even the spider-man daredevil no, even the X-Men, more or less. But, like, what really got my, like, as I'm writing the view, what got me in that mind frame was um, the TV show Black Lightning. Uh, like, I've been watching Smallville and The Flash and all that stuff. But, like, Black Lightning, it was real. It was real to the point that I was telling people at my job, like, hey, watch Black Lightning. And it was like, no, nah, I don't want to watch that superhero stuff. Like, no, nah, like, yeah, he got superpowers, but the story, like, what's going on is real. So I wanted to have that in my comic as well. Like, because, like, like uh, even though, like, characters are black, he's a black guy, but it, it, it was believable. Like, it was like his daughter was on, on the roof smoking, smoking weed. Like, it was, it was, for, even for a CW show, it was, it was too real for to be on CW. It was like, they're smoking weed on CW? And like, I don't think they do that. But it was real. It just, um, like uh the words they use the, the lingo is just more relatable like i guess you know i'd rather see that stuff on like on the on encore now empire and um power and, and shows like that but it's like there's a cw show in there and they're keeping like the real elements it's, it was a uh a thing and so i wanted to do that in, in my book as well because uh i see it in some books but I don't know when I see it, it's so dated. Like, it's just like, oh, uh, like, maybe not. Or just uh, relatability. Like, it, like they, they think that's how a character would act, but really not. Like, uh, I keep bringing back to Miles. So I don't even read Miles when Miles comic books. But it's just certain things I can refer to him. Uh, I don't know if it was fan fiction. Somebody edited the captions or what. But it was a thing that. Uh, I guess the two worlds had collided, so it's Peter and Miles, and people got referring to him as the Black Spider-Man, and he didn't want to be called the Black Spider-Man because you know he's part Puerto Rican as well. So he just like 
like thinking like, well, yes, somebody would be mad calling a black Spider Man, but at the same time, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't just be crying to their friend about it, you know? <laughs> like, you know, stuff like that. You just um I wanted him to re- just be down. Like uh and um it's another show because my world takes place in Georgia. Uh so I, it has big southern elements, you know, the lingo and certain things you'll see in the in the artwork. Um the show um Atlanta. It comes on the FX. Uh, that show really brought it home for me because being in Atlanta, I saw that that side of town. That side of town is like the I want to say the, not the hood, but like the, the lower end of the suburbs. And I was like, oh man, that really what happened there. Really what happened there. So that was the first time I seen a show or anything represent that side of the city. Like there's a movie with you know Ti called ATL, but that wasn't really. Atlanta, it was just some like highlights you'll see in like music videos. But that was like the real stuff you'll see. The show was like real stuff, like, oh man, you really will see a guy doing that. So I just want to have all the elements in my book so people can feel the same way I felt seeing them shows, um, reading my book. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And it definitely comes across. I, I definitely, while I was reading it, I was like, man, this is, there's something really unique and, and special about this book and why I was really excited to talk to you about it, man. And, uh, you know, while you were kind of putting this book together, what was the writing process like for you? Was it something that I know, uh, you say you're, you're, you are a music engineer. Like what was like, did you take any of those kind of, were any of those skills transferable or was it just kind of you working with the world? Like how was that writing process like? Well, I always like to write, like I said, I've been writing since, you know, forever. Um, but, the um, so like I wrote all my stuff in, novel, in uh, novel font format and I transfer everything off into, you know, outlines for the artist. Um, but with that being said, you know, I'm used to music videos and screen treatments. So it's easy for me to take what I've written in novel format and make it to a screen treatment and for the artist to see almost exactly what I envision. And, and draw it because I'll, I'll write stuff like the camera needs to be behind, behind Chaz and this need would be like what he's looking at and, and this part you need to be faded out or I, even though the, the camera's on this part you have emphasis on this section of the uh, of the panel and for and I don't I don't switch it like I work with two different artists uh, one artist he does the view and another artist does my uh, my spinoff series. And I and I do it two different ways. Uh, with the the view, I'm very uh, particular how I want things, and I can see it helps better with his drawing. Whereas the uh, the spinoff, I just do a regular outline and I let him you know do what he wants to do. And something with him, he has come to me a lot of times like how about this, how about that, or I have to change things because I'm not being that particular on things. So I see that my screen treatment style is helping me like because i'm used to that and doing music videos it's helped me create my book and making a better experience for the reader yeah that's that's awesome man and uh what what what's it like kind of starting this kind of this journey for the view kind of from scratch where you're where you're writing it and then you have to go look for an artist and then you have to go you know now you're you're on kickstarter and you're publishing the books like how is that whole process as far as being a creative uh, gone for you and then how 
have you used any of those skills that you have in the music industry to help you out uh, in that process? Because I think it's a really cool, you know, kind of two different worlds, but using them together. So how how is that, how has that worked for you? Uh, well, it's been a, a roller coaster, I say. Um, starting out, I started I started writing and really put my foot down in 2018. Um, from there, you know, I thought I was going to draw it myself, but, you know, not being that confident in my own artwork, you know, I want to look for an uh, artist. And uh, I was already following some artists, you know, on Instagram and stuff like that and reached out to them and they get, gave me outrageous prices, you know, prices that, uh, uh, that I believe somebody from Marvel DC would charge for a page. And I couldn't find out how to make profit with them prices, you know, because I'm just going to sell my book for like five bucks. So just doing more research and seeing one of my friends on Facebook, he started on comic as well. And I asked him, how did he do it? This, that, and third. He introduced me to my artist, uh, that was Yusuf. It, uh, just uh, giving him a trial run with like six issues. I like this work and we've been rocking with each other ever since. Uh, with him, it's been a, a, a trip because he's um, from Nigeria. And uh, I know most people would say the language barrier is what uh, would probably be my uh, my hold up, but it's actually not. I, I don't know if he actually speaks English or has a translator later or how it goes but but talking with him it had never been a problem the problem is uh how characters look um because uh, you know i have black characters in my book or whatever he still has them looking white not because uh just because he just draw one set he, he just he just thinks i'm drawing american characters and he just assumes all american has that, that archetype and i have to get him to say no do this, do that, uh, make these characters darker. Like, uh, at first, all the characters look Arab. Like, I was like, oh my God, everybody's Arabian. Like, make them darker. Because he, cause I guess they don't think Americans are that dark. So, like, you can make them darker. It's okay. Like, like you know? So, that was that was pretty funny. Uh, that, 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 I, I would not have thought that. Like, like, like that would have been a problem. That's like a funny problem. Like, I'm sure it was like you were probably like, "What the hell? Like, what is this?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Is he a black guy or a white guy? Who? What's, what's going on here?" But yeah, just stuff like that. Like, uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but uh, so that you know, we got that together, did book one, and um, started with Indiegogo. And, you know, friends and family they supported me. I broke even. Then uh, next one, I decided to Kickstarter. I said, everybody, you know, making money on Kickstarter. Let me do a Kickstarter. And it flopped. Second issue didn't do nothing. Uh, seven backers, I think, I got. So I got uh, discouraged. But uh, like you said, coming from two different worlds, um, I started thinking, you know, how do I do it in the music industry? And uh, um, but managing the marketing artists, you know, uh, artists go through what you call a radio run. Would you go to various cities and go to the radio stations or the DJs or whoever in that market, and, you know, and shop your song to them? So, hence, like, while I'm on your show, you know, uh, I had to reach out to different creators, different um, podcasters, YouTubers, all that, and be on that show and showcase my work because just post my stuff, people don't see. Um, so, basically, the same thing. Like, I go, you know, talk to this um, person and tell them about my, my work and 
somebody who's already tuned into them will pick it up in the same way. Then, you know, two months from now, I come back in the show and, you know, say, yeah, we didn't did this. I got this coming up in the same process. And with that being said, um, my third case started doing great. I blew my goal out of the water. Uh, I, everybody was back and new people I never heard of or ever thought they would back my book. And the amount of money they're giving for the books and other stuff is also amazing. And the 50 people who helped me out the first time, I think I got like 8% of them for this Kickstarter. So everybody's typically new, new fans of the story. So that definitely motivated me to push even harder now to get this project out because it is a demand. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I, I love the story where you just identify, like most people, when they when they have a failure, they'll be like, all right, well, whatever, like it's over. And I, I love the fact that you, you know, identified a problem and, and and found a solution to fix it right and like that's the whole like this entire show like it's called don't try and make it happen and like you're making it happen man and i love that like you're the entire like just sitting down talking to you and hearing that story just makes me light up man because i think more creators need to hear that um wherever they are in their career right you could be an established pro and then something that you thought was going to be awesome flop like everyone yeah, needs to, oh, everyone I, needs I, to hear that i'm watching that I'm watching a guy right now on Facebook, like he did a kick, he did all this artwork and everybody's been, you know, liking this stuff. And like he put his Kickstarter out and it and then nothing. And he just so discouraged is the work now. And I was like, and it's crazy because his work is good, but it just uh not what people are familiar with. Like he's he's coming from a video game background, I believe, and all his artwork is is digital, is uh, 3D figures from like the video game side of it he just put it in panels and so it's not what people want but it's great work like he had to make everything digitally then place them like that's a lot of work thinking about it but <laughs> you're so discouraged like man like you can do so much more but you're just so discouraged but like, I, I just see like keep going you know yeah for sure and i i, I love the story so uh, you said the the third issue is on kickstarter right now what are some if someone's listening what are some perks or some um, different rewards that you have that uh, you're really excited about and you want something to go out and get? Um, right now on Kickstarter, you can definitely get all three books right now for a deal, which uh, you come out better than going to my website, of course. Um, on top of that, I have different items that I'm passing out to everybody supporting the project, no matter if it's $2 or $500, you know, you, you'll get it. And uh, it's bookmarks and stickers and uh, stuff like that that uh, I plan on giving out uh, that wouldn't be found on my kick my, uh, my website after the Kickstarter. You know, just something just for the Kickstarter. Uh, maybe if I go to a, com- a Comic Con somewhere, maybe I have it on my table. <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, it's only for the um, the crowdfunding process. Uh, for you know, appreciate to my people who back my project and. Uh, just little things like uh, a little Chiba view stickers, uh, you know, legs and view sticker, bookmarks with some quotes on it. Uh, uh, some other things from other creators that I, I incorporated inside my Kickstarter as well for their support. So, uh, yeah, it, like a lot of artwork too, uh, many posters I'm giving away too that, uh, I don't believe I'm going to put it on my website, but you never know. But as of right now, they're not on there. So it's only you having so far. If you nice. back my project. 
Nice, yeah. awesome. I'll uh, I'll have to send you some uh, 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 some of my stuff, man. You could uh, definitely use it for uh, some rewards to help you out and stuff. I'll I'll be happy to to chip in and all that good stuff. I uh, okay, okay, I, yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Uh, I I have to ask this because I'm a I am a huge hip hop fan, a huge hip hop right. fan. I thought you putting those the artists in your in the comic at the end was brilliant. Like, was that something like you, you like, cause I immediately went and listened to their music. Like that was, it, was yeah, that, 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 it worked. It, my yeah. marketing works. See, it worked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because, uh, the first issue he has, um, TK Kravitz, he's, uh, he's a, he has a record deal. Um, he's from my hometown, actually from the same neighborhood, but he's younger than me. So we really didn't hang out in the same circle. So it wasn't, I don't really know him like that. But still, I was able to reach out and get the green light to use his uh, lightness in my book. And the other artist is uh, Jacquees, which is a major recording artist. He signed under uh, Cash Money. And um, I was able to get him as well. And um, so maybe people know who they are. Maybe they don't. But they see them in my in my comic and they see it in the back. And little things about it, I'm going to look them up. So that was issue one. Issue two... The artists are local artists that I know. They're not major or anything like that. They're up and coming. But I did the same thing on in uh, in the issue two as I did with issue one. Because outside looking in, nobody would know they're not major artists. Because they can look them up. They're on iTunes. They're on YouTube. They got stuff. Look up. Yep. So I, I immediately looked I, I I immediately looked up all four of them up and I listened to their music, man. So are you a part of their music at all? Or they were they were, or like do you mix any of the music? Like how does that work with you or do they, um, um with Jacquees, um I I worked for the label that he was on before Cash Money. So that's my connection to him. Uh, and then TK Kravitz, I explained that. Uh, uh, Young Skywalker, uh, I did some stuff for him before. Uh, That's just a cool name, by the way, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Von B and Kobe the Shooter, uh, I I worked with them and helped them out a lot uh, in the city. Uh, we actually made a song together. Uh, I, I did like a DJ cali type song with them and uh they just been two artists that, that i've been you know playing their music and giving them a little advice here and there in their careers and um they're not you know signed yet but they're ready to be signed um they're doing like little shows here and there but they haven't got that major deal to put up behind them but both of them are ready to go and um they're talented talented guys yeah, man, I, I I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, new new music, man. This, uh, yeah, I just yeah. I thought it was I thought it was so cool, and then I didn't realize um, until I got to the end that they were that the first like panel is it's actually those guys like their likenesses. Like it was like it felt it made it like you were saying the whole realness of it, it made it feel more real. Like it was just yeah. I just thought it was like a really cool touch, man. I was just wanted to. Wanted to just yeah. tell you that because you don't. I, I I can't even think of another comic that does something like that. And I thought it was you know um, a spoiler, unique. a spoiler that I will say. Uh, issue three, I did the same thing, but I have fictional artists in this mm-hmm. book, and I plan on having uh you know artists that you know I, I you know that I feel like 
they gave up on their dream or whatever, that's what they want to write or produce the songs, you know, and just be this artist for me. Even though they, they, they got their real job, but they still, you know, got, you know, give us talented, but you gave them their dream. Just to put a, a, a sound with the face. And I might do that because uh, uh, I have fictional rappers and fictional labels inside my uh, comic book that, uh, that I, you know, the people that can uh, will enjoy. Um, you're a hip hop fan. So, like, um, I got like a, um, like a Jay Z type character. Like, he's like, Mixed with like Jay Z and J Cole, you know, I got uh, you know, uh, my Asian rapper, and I got uh, my SoundCloud rapper in there. Uh, what else? Then like the joke, you know, they always talking about culture vultures in hip hop. So like uh, uh, um, black uh, blackface is a, like a racist racist thing back in the day. So I have a artist with that. God, I forgot his name on top of my head, but it's kind of the same thing. It's just it just uh, a, a white guy that doesn't know he's that he's that he's, that he's white, but he just <laughs> and it, it, it just and, and it's basically I'm going to be a spoof of everything that comes out. He's just going to rap like it sound like it's just a bit of a joke because I mean it happens. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, the most you know, the most common one is Vanilla Ice with with um, oh, man. Oh, man. yeah MC Hammer. It's just for sure same beat everything yeah yeah everyone forgets mark Wahlberg started off as a rapper yeah i'm, I'm marky mark yeah marky mark and the funky bunch that's like uh what did we just forget about this uh you know what you should do is, is put those but you, but you know do you know why they is forgot about you know the whole story no you gotta look at you got you got you gotta go on wikipedia but it's it's more to the story like he had to get rid of it. oh I, I gotta now see now now i'm gonna be on yeah, the, he, yeah, yeah yeah he had to get rid of it because uh yeah, it was, it was, it's wild, wild stories. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, uh, go down this deep, dark Marky Mark rabbit hole. I uh, yeah, yeah l- like if you if you have those characters, like I think it would be cool to uh, to like make them as like a uh, Kickstarter reward tier, and like mm-hmm. someone could like you know they want to be that character or like be the fictional character, they you know would pay you for it, and they'd be like the whatever that character is in your comic. I think it would be cool. Yeah, I had I had a guy. He he paid for my my highest tier. Uh, it was five hundred dollars. So I was surprised he you know he paid for it. But uh, now I have to make a, a character you know for him and right. put him in the book. So that's gonna be uh, something like you said. You know, he does music his himself. So I don't know what I'll be making for him. But uh, I'm definitely gonna do that for him because I didn't expect him to do that. I know him, but I don't know him that well. But just for him to have that support and that love for my book was amazing. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. And it's always, it always feels good. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've done Kickstarters myself and always just, it feels good when not only your, your friends and your family and your peers come out, but when you have someone that, you know, just random fans from like all over the world who just want to support you, man, that's like, it, it really makes this whole thing worthwhile. And it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. So uh, Specs, where can people find you uh, all over the internet if they want to get a hold of you? Uh, right now, the next ten uh, until the Kickstarter is over, you go to Kickstarter.com and type in Legacy to View. It's gonna be two different options. You want to click on the one that says Legacy View one, two, three, and you get the deals on that right now. You need some perks, like I said. But if you listen to this or whatever after the Kickstarter, you go to LegacyToView.com. That's the official website. It has uh, all the books, physical and digital, on it, as well as some merchandise. 
And uh, my spinoff series will be on there as well once I, you know, put them out. Uh, if you just want to follow the artwork and follow the, you know, the, the ride, you can look me up on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Legacy The View. It's just everything is simple. Everything's the same. Legacy The View. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing this with me, man. And uh, I wish you the best of luck, man. We'll have to keep in contact and, and, and keep up with each other. Yeah, we'll do, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome.